Hello everybody, I'm Lisa. And I'm Nick. And welcome to It Takes Two, a podcast where two people ordinarily take two movies <laughs> with the same plot or premise and watch and discuss them. And in this week's episode, we did five. We've done five movies. And they were Lords of the Deep, uh, Deep Star Six, Leviathan... Um, oh no, my, it's notes. Evil Below and The Abyss. Yes, yes. And this Those is to movies. celebrate Lovecraft's death? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so we're releasing this on March 15th in our time zone, which is um, the anniversary of H.P. Lovecraft's death. And also... Well, that was the 17th. No, 15th. Oh, right. 17th is St. Patrick's Day. Okay. Uh, and it's also my best friend Paul's birthday. Um, who I watched The Abyss with for the first time. And also, this is a, a shout-out to his video podcast, Hear Us Out, because they did an episode in August of 2019 about twin films, where they talk about why twin films happen. And at one point in that, Paul was speculating about the possibility of the perfect storm of five studios coming out with the same film in the same year, which is... It already happened, and it's <laughs> these Abyss movies. And this is where we are now. Yeah. So and this is, yeah. mother of God, there is a lot of stuff to cover. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to try and not make this an incredibly long episode, yeah. um, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. There's definitely, so I definitely felt that we had kind of, in this five films, so these are five films um, about... Something wicked in the deep sea. Yeah, they're all underwater related. Uh, and they were released within eight months of each other in 1989. Was, yeah, 89. So I think I took down the dates that each one were released. So Lords of the Deep was April 21st. Evil Below was July 1st. Uh, deep Star 6 was January 13th, so that was the first of them. Um, Leviathan was March 17th, so that's... Where that March seventeenth, yeah. March fifteenth confusion came from, and um, the abyss was August thirteenth. So it was it's well known as well. It's the only one of them that's really well known, yeah. and it but it was the last of them to come out. Um, the first thing I'd like to point out is these are like Lovecraftian. Yep. But there's no real like horror. Well, mm. one of them... One of them's a horror. Deep Star 6 is a horror, yeah, I would say. But the other ones seem very close encounters, and it's all, you know, very happy-go-lovey most mm. of the time. Um, no, wait, I'm trying to think. Did I say that... Was it Deep Star 6 was... was a Le- no, or was, was it Le- Leviathan? It was Leviathan. Leviathan was, yeah. Yes, Leviathan was the one that was yeah, a horror. Yeah, the one with Robocop. Yes, the one with Robocop. I'm mixing them up already. It's not a good start. It's, it's going to be bad. Um... What's the easiest way I... (laughs) So, yeah, what I was going to say is I think... These movies are all over the place. Yeah, but while while there are five movies with a similar premise, we basically got two pairs and an outlier. Yeah. So the outlier is The Evil Below, which is the only one where they're not divers. And also the worst... It's so bad. It's not the worst rated. I couldn't believe that because we watched Lords of the Deep first. Lords of the Deep is rated two point six on IMDb, um, and Evil Below was rated three point three, and it is way worse. It is not that much better. (laughs) It's it's genuinely worse. It's so Um, bad. I have a note written down: is I don't care anymore. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you you literally turned to me and said, that's the worst movie we have watched for the podcast. Yeah. So you hated that more than our Christmas Hallmark movies. Yeah, I did. Um, because at least with the Christmas Hallmark movies, I could give a shit of what was happening because yeah. it was infuriating. <laughs> this one was just convoluted and boring. I don't even know what was happening for most of it. So we'll cover that one a little bit first, I guess, because it's the rest of them are a lot more similar. Yeah. So we can still talk about the similarities, because Evil Below does still have some similarities. But um, The Evil Below is about um, a woman who rents a guy's boat to look for a shipwreck of a treasure ship, because she wants treasure, and then it turns out the devil lives there and they have to and the priests want to get rid of the ship because the devil lives there that's basically the plot of that movie i think (laughs) yeah so it was like priests who were leaving because of prosecution against their religious beliefs and they were on a boat and then they escaped spain and they crashed in the Bahamas. Was it the Bahamas? I, it's very complicated. So it's filmed in South Africa. They keep talking about... It's set in San Sebastian, which is actually a bay in Spain. But they talk about the boat coming from Havana in Cuba to stop them. And then when I was trying to look it up afterwards, all I could find was another review saying that it was in the Bahamas. But I have literally... I think it's just a made-up island Because the somewhere. only map we see is a hand-drawn map of the entire Earth. The entire Earth. He takes out a map, and I was like, finally, we're going to figure out where this place is, and it's the whole of Earth. Yeah. So, so I, I reckon there's somewhere mid-Atlantic. Yeah. Somewhere tropical. Um, um, yeah. I don't know. The, the opening of that movie is just... It's just some divers finding a shipwreck, and then an evil fish attacks them. Yeah. And the movie got worse from there. Yes. Um, I, I don't even know. Like, it was... The dialogue was really jumpy. Everything was really jumpy. There was, like, side plots that just were completely pointless. It was... It was abysmal. Like, mm. I don't know what more to say other yeah. than just I didn't care. The, there was just stupid stuff happening all the time. Um... Yeah, it was just, just all over the place. We, we, we forgot to give our usual spoilers warning. So, but honestly, none of you should ever watch The Evil Below. So yeah. I don't mind spoiling it before the spoilers warning. But we'll give the spoiler warning for ongoing for the other films. Because it was like the side plot of his loan being defunct on his boat, and he was like, um, "What was this, Max Cash?" His name is Max Cash. Yeah. Yeah. And. He just um, he did his own advertising for his fishing tours. Yeah, so he did advertising saying that there was mermaid sightings so that he could get tourists to come out in his boat with him and look for mermaids. Yeah, and then uh, his assistant, who Tracy. Was, was just like the the looks, so yeah. all the like drunk fishermen could leer at her. Yeah. Um, ends up betraying her and joining the bad guy like halfway through the movie. Not so. There's two two distinct separate bad guys in this because one one is one's the devil who's a mortal. One is one, yes. One is the devil who is a three hundred year old man, white. I don't know, and yeah. the uh, with a with a super strong bodyguard who's 
Very... Also a model. Yeah. Because he just shrugs off bullets. Like... <laughs> and then the other one is like um, a mobster. I think it was Calhoun or something. Yeah, it was Calhoun. Um, and he just wanted the treasure for himself. And so in the end, they explode them both. Spoilers. I think the, the worst part <laughs> about this movie was when they find his dad dead. Yeah. And then they go see his dad's best friend. And then they don't even bother telling him that his dad's dead. Yeah, the guy's like, oh, tell your dad I said hi. And he's like, okay. And then she's like, why didn't you tell him? He's like, there's no point. But literally... Like, your dad's dead. You've got, like, funeral. Like, the police are going to be trying to investigate you because you've, like, you've literally gone and witnessed a whole bunch of people and then they've turned up dead. Like, yeah. the, the police are going to put dots together and be just like, those people are going around this island killing people. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst part of this movie... And I've got a note for it. Said, did the script writer never have a dream before? Because that dream sequence was just all exposition. Yeah. It was random flashes of the boat sinking. The dream, well, it wasn't even exposition. It was flashes of things we had already seen happen in the movie. They just reused a whole lot of the footage. Yeah, but you don't. Did we see the boat sinking? Right at the beginning of the movie, yeah. I thought that, oh, no. The very opening of the movie is um, in 1683, and it's a ship getting wrecked in a storm or whatever, and then it cuts to modern-day scuba divers. Yeah. So literally, we'd already even seen the, the boat sinking footage. So there's, like, very little footage in that dream that we hadn't already seen in the movie, so there was no reason for us to see it. Even my notes don't make any sense. I just don't care about that movie. Um, yeah. Let's move on. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so... We've got Lords of the Deep and... Which, which reeked of like a 70s sci-fi movie. Mm, absolutely. Like, it reminded me... Actually, one of my notes was that it reminded me of um, the Peter Cushing Who films. Yeah. It was very... Yeah. It really... The sets and everything and costumes. I actually quite liked their costumes. They didn't seem like divers, but I liked the costumes. But it was definitely like based on spaceships, not... See, the note I've got for their, for their costumes, as you put it, uh, are bus cushions leftovers as uniforms. <laughs> yeah. Because they look like bus seats. Yeah, they were very 80s. Yeah, just like a dark background pattern with like fluoro squiggle marks all over it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, nice colours that was like tur- the, turquoise and purples and pinks and stuff. The load of... Um, I always point out persons of colour in these movies because yeah, they're I, always... Yeah, that was one of the things I took note of across all five films. And the only... Lords of the Deep gets ten points because not only is it the first person on screen as you see a person of colour, mm-hmm. he's also the commander of the yeah, submarine. But he's on screen for about ten seconds. Yes, and but he doesn't his, die. He technically doesn't die. His yeah. submarine disappears and you think he's dead and at the end of the film he's like, hey, I'm still alive. And yeah. that's like it. Yeah. That's his whole involvement. Um, I thought um, Leviathan had the best for that. Though, actually, Abyss is the only one where a black person survives to the end of the movie. And is always through the movie. Yeah. The main, well, I, I say a main character, but they're, like, within the core group. Because mm. these are always group survival movies Yeah. when it comes to... Yeah, it was funny, because I actually took a note on Deep Star 6, I think it was, that Collins had very much a final girl kind of feel to her. Yeah. So I was expecting her to be the only one left alive at the end. But actually, in every movie, there was multiple people left alive. But I did take a note of every movie of who the final girl was. Yeah. Um, so you had Claire in Lords of the Deep, but also most other people survived as well. Cause, yeah. Uh, you had Sarah and Max in Evil Below. 
Collins and McBride in Deep Star Six, um, Willie and Beck, and almost Jones, almost Ernie Hudson in yeah. uh, Leviathan. And then I said, I put Bud down as the final girl in the abyss, but then I said, and most other people as well. Yeah. Um, this is, it's going to get complicated for the listeners at home, so I'm just going <laughs> to go over a few things. Um, for for the lords of the lords of the deep, before we start comparing stuff, um, okay. Claire is a terrible scientist. Oh my god! By the way, you were a hundred percent right because you literally called it right at the beginning when she has like this weird like goop. You were like, "That's glitter putty." It literally was um, glitter slime, is what it was. Yeah. it was. It was just putty. It was silly putty, but yeah. And she was doing human testing on herself by touching it all yes. the time and having LSD trips while touching yeah. it. <laughs> Um, the literally my yeah I have for that is, I have a quote here from you that you said out loud during the movie which was that's not how science works you dumb lady. <laughs> um, my quote for that is just glitter drugs go. <laughs> um, several of these movies had yellow submarines in them, yeah. which I thought was cool. Yeah, because I thought that when Lords of Deep had the yellow submarine, I was like, haha, the yellow submarine. Yeah. But then Deep Star Six and the Abyss, I think it was, had yeah. them as well. Um, there's, yeah, there's some interesting things. So you think, in Lords of the Deep, you think it's a monster. Um, one of the crew members goes in as a diver and then comes out as goo. Yeah, so he literally goes down to, like, fix their electronics underwater. Yeah. So they're, like, there's, like, fusion, fuse board is underwater and he's doing that. And then he climbs up and then by the time he gets to the top of the ladder... He's like boneless, and they open a suit, and it's just goop inside. Yeah. There's no trace of human anything, which is never explained. It's one of my like, least favorite things about the whole movie because, like, how how did they teleport him out of that and d- the goop d- inside? D- 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 you're why jumping too far ahead? You're if if he had communicated with the goop, why couldn't he explain to people? If the goop could teleport, why didn't they just teleport straight into the ship? Why did they need to replace this guy with goop? None of it makes any sense, and it's infuriating. Yeah, and then they put the goo in a tank, and then the goo, and the note from I've got is, a diver who is goo is now a homeless turtle. And by a homeless turtle, it means a turtle without a shell. Yeah. Because that's what the alien things in Lords of the Deep were. They were just I thought they looked like turtles. I thought they were supposed to be some kind of ray. Rays don't have heads. Well, it didn't really have a head. It had just like it had like a cobra face. It had a turtle head, <laughs> and not the one you had to run to the bathroom for. Um, I, there's just all sorts of weird little notes I've got here. Um, I will throw out one thing about all of these movies, except for Evil Below, is they had fantastic miniatures. Mm. Like the work on the miniatures were fantastic. Yeah, and good creature work. Well. They all had creature works, except for... Well, I don't know. Could you describe the Abyss as creature works? But Deep that was more CGI. Yeah, Leviathan, Deep Star 6, and... Oh, Leviathan was fantastic. Yeah. Um, for, for creature stuff. Um, yeah. There's there's all sorts of weird notes in here that I've got for, for Lords of the Deep. Um, like... Homeless turtle is looking for love. Come with us, clear to the LSD dimension. <laughs> Warm liquid goo phase. Um, Do you know was one thing that I noticed? I don't know if you picked up on this. All in Lords of the Deep, all of the men are referred to by their last names. Yeah. And 
Barbara and Claire are just Barbara and Claire. Yeah, that's like I said, it reeks of a seventies movie. Yeah, but it's like she's a doctor. You know, why not call her? I forgot. I had her, Doctor McDowell. She's mm. Doctor McDowell. Why not call her Doctor McDowell? They call her Claire constantly, and they call Barbara Barbara. Yeah. And then everyone else is called by their surnames, and that was really weird to me. Some of these movies had an underlying environmental message. Yes. Which what? is interesting because it's now a long time after these movies came out, mm-hmm. like. Not quite 30 years, 30 ish years, no, 30 around 30 years. My maths, uh, yeah, it was 1989, so it was over 30 years, yeah, yeah. Um, we're 30... still we're still being dicks to the ocean, um, which I find ironic, yeah. Maybe we need somebody to threaten us with a 10,000 yeah. foot time. I did wave. take down one of the things I compared across them all was the message in the movie, so Lords of the Deep was, um humans need to stop destroying the planet or it will be gone. Mm -hmm. Um, The message for the abyss was um, humans need to stop going to war and blowing things up. Um, The message for Deep Star 6 was humans should leave the oceans alone, basically. Uh, For Leviathan, I've just written that the creature wants to absorb all life, but really the message of that is don't mess with nature because the whole thing is that it's potentially... Um, a man-made genetic mutation. Yeah. So it's the, um, you know, don't mess with nature. And then for the evil below, it's devil want gold. Yeah. Devil want gold. Yeah. Give me the gold, I'm the devil. Pretty much that whole movie. <laughs> um, the thing that I found funny about the Lords of the Deep and then Deep Star Six is both the, and I say main characters, um... Both the men had facial hair. Mm-hmm. Um, Claire's partner, I can't even remember his name. What was his name? Jack O'Neill. I Jack think. O'Neill. Yes, it was Jack O'Neill. That's right, because I was like, ha SG-1. Um, had a moustache, and she was blonde. Claire was blonde. Mm-hmm. And then in Deep Star 6, is that the right movie? It's Collins and McBride? Yeah, Collins and McBride, and she was blonde, and he had a full beard. Right. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Wait. In my mind. Well, what about then the evil below? She was blonde and didn't. Yeah, he did. Well, yeah. Wow. (laughs) The odd ones out are uh, Robocop and and Ed Harris. Yeah, but they're similar because they've both got receding hair, massive receding (laughs) hairlines. Was Ed Harris not bald in that movie? I can't remember now. I've just watched it. No, his hair was pretty, like, thin. Okay. Very thin. (laughs) Um. He looks like you imagine yourself imagining Ed Harris. Mm-hmm. And his and in that one, you've got uh, Lindsay, who's a engineer, and in Leviathan, it's uh, Willie or Williams, who is a training to be an astronaut. Yeah. So, so a lot of very intelligent women in these movies, mm. which is a lot of female scientists. Uh, with Deep Star Six, the dialogue was a lot more natural. Yes, that was one of the first things I took down about it. I think was that it's they, they sounded like real people having real conversations. And I think there was a little bit of it in the abyss, but it's still some of the lines and some of the dialogue felt real hammy. Yeah, I think in the abyss, um, they felt like real people though. Like and they they tried to make them feel like real people. Like they had them singing along with the cassette. They had, yeah. you know, Captain Crunch and uh, Cheetos or Cheez Its or whatever they were. <laughs> um you know, they were tr- they were being pretty and you know, um 
what's her name? One Night had a cowboy hat and yeah. things like that. Like, you know, they were... Yeah, One Night was an interesting character because you get, like, a female of color who's also clearly from the South, mm. also really heavy into, like, cowboy country western. Yeah. And making the entire crew with their, like, hot miking, like, singing along to, like, country music mm-hmm. while they're underwater. Yeah. And it was what you were saying before we watched the movie that um, they didn't want to make they didn't want to make a movie about scientists yeah. and they made it all really blue collar. So yeah, so so the original concept for the abyss was a group of scientists um, going down and discovering whatever. Yeah. Um, and then James Cameron decided that people wouldn't want to pay movie to watch a bunch of scientists pay movie pay money to watch a bunch of scientists. They don't want to pay movie to get money. <laughs> I give you a movie, you give me money. <laughs> um, yeah, they didn't want to. He didn't think people would pay to see a bunch of scientists going on an adventure together. Yeah, because they're very blue collar, like greasy. Yeah. So we got a. So we came up with this concept of the oil riggers and the yeah. you know people on the oil oil rig doing oil work, um, and so it is very blue collar. Um, but what was funny about that, that was that one of the highest grossing films of the year was Ghostbusters Two, which is about a bunch of scientists. Yeah. So. Um, if you don't want, and I'm just going to throw this out here now because it was one of the major outliers for me and I thoroughly enjoyed it and it got no press and I can't even buy it physically because nowhere I've gone actually has a physical copy of it. If you don't want to watch all five of these movies, which I don't recommend doing, mm-hmm. um, we sacrifice ourselves for yeah. you, the viewer. Though, to be perfectly honest, I, I, know what you're gonna, I know what you're going to say, but I was going to say, to be perfectly honest, I actually quite liked three out of five of them. Yeah, I did too. I well, I mean, the abyss I had seen before and didn't like it, but rewatching it, I liked it. Maybe because we watched it immediately after the Evil Below. Maybe. But um, yeah, Deep Star Six. I think watching the five movies was worth it for discovering Deep Star Six and Leviathan. Those yeah, no, no, I liked well, Leviathan anyway, was fantastic. Talk about your favorite movie, Underwater. Um, yeah, Underwater. <laughs> it, it is literally a combination of all these things, and it just does what I thought the concept of these movies going into it was, which mm-hmm. is the scary scariness of being at the bottom of the ocean yeah and spoilers no i'm not even gonna say just watch don't, underwater yeah, don't, just watch don't underwater. Spo- we're not covering underwater in this so we're not going to spoil underwater but it is a good movie and it's in the same vein as this uh but much more modern yeah came out in 2020 um yeah so going into because deep star six um sorry we'll we'll finish off we'll finish off lords of the deep lords <laughs> of the deep uh, they aren't evil. The homeless turtles aren't evil. Yes. Um, and it turns out that the company corporation yeah, is the so, bad guys. Yeah, so man is evil. Man is evil, yeah. yeah. so Dobler is the guy. I don't know, is he commander, captain, Yeah, whatever. he was the commander and commander. he just keeps suffocating people. Dobler, yeah. So it turns out that... So you think that the creature is killing people one by one, but it turns out it's actually Dobler uh, killing people because, he's, because he has been given... So... They play on a trope here, which I did actually enjoy about this movie, because there's a huge trope in space movies and in underwater movies of the comms going down. Yeah. And in Lords of the Deep, you're led to believe the comms have gone down, but really he still got, Dobler still got comms with the company up on the surface, uh, but he's told everyone else the comms have gone down because he's been told to kill Claire or to eliminate Claire. Yeah. Um, and in his attempt to do so, because he's incompetent, he kills two other different people and almost killed a, a third person um, before Claire stops him. But it play, they do play with that. Um, Moon is another movie that does that where you think the comms are down for... Yeah. And then it turns out um, they're not. Yeah. But the, but 
the main characters being kept in the dark. I will quote uh, my brother, my brother and me, which is, um, gotta have my vape fight, (laughs) which was the weapons they had, (laughs) the weapons they had just looked like giant vapes. They did, yeah. And they shot, 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 they shoted, they shot little, like, sparklers, and that was it. So we should probably, actually, I'm going to mention this just while you're on that, because this movie was set in the distant future of 2020. <gasps> um, <laughs> it's already happened. Um, Evil Below, I think, is just set in the 80s. Uh, Deep Star 6 is set in the near future, so I believe it's supposed to be early 90s. Um, Leviathan is set in 2027, and The Abyss is set in 1994. So they're all, so I think... The Evil Below is the only one that's set at the time that it's made. Like, yeah. it was made in the late 80s, it's set in the late 80s. Um, the rest of them are set in the future, so Deep Star 6, and uh, The Abyss are set in the early 90s, and then Leviathan and um, Lord of the Deep are set after, or 2020 and 2027, so they're the distant future at that point, but it's, you know, modern times now. There's also another connecting thing, is there's very little use of underwear under the water. Oh my god. What was with that? They just keep stripping these women in, in these underwater films and none of them are wearing underwear. Yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> it's what you do. It's, it's, it's how you sell money. Yeah, it's how you, <laughs> sell, it's how you, mo- you sell the money. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how money works. It's apparently. getting very warm in here. We should probably continue on before we get the bends like everybody else oh seems to get god, the movies. Oh my god, the bends. Yeah, so um, speaking of the bends, in the abyss is also so the abyss i feel like the abyss and lords of the deep are the same movie and then leviathan and deep star six are the same movie so the abyss and lords of the deep are both movies where the creature that they come across is a extraterrestrial and b more intelligent than the humans are um and also wants the humans to look out for their planet yeah so um I can't remember where I was going with that. Okay. What, what did I say a minute ago? In regards to what? You've said a lot. I don't remember. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so, the, yeah. So, the Abyss... Oh, yeah. It was, I was going to say that humans are the bad guys. So, in the Abyss, the bad guy is a Navy SEAL who's brought down onto this oil rig. So, the, the, the concept of the Abyss is um, a Navy vessel carrying... Or, it, it's carrying nuclear missiles has sunk, it's crashed and sunk and disappeared, um, and a storm is rolling in, Hurricane Frederick, which means that they, the Navy can't get their rescue people out quick enough, but there is an oil rig that is mobile, that is nearby, and they get those, so they send down four Navy SEALs to help those oil riggers move the rig closer to look for survivors. Yeah. That's the concept of the abyss. Um, and the bad guy is one of the Navy SEALs who has the bends, um, who hides it from everyone else, uh, at which point I think I put in my notes that if this were a zombie movie, he's the guy who wouldn't tell anyone that he was bitten. Yeah, so Hicks, <laughs> there's a lot of references, in my opinion, to Alien and Aliens in these movies. Yeah, there's not a, surprising um, for The Abyss with yeah James, Cameron. with James Cameron's involvement. But yeah, the... The, the whole Hicks being in it again. I can't remember the actor's name, but he's Hicks to me, and he always oh, will okay. be. Um, being the bad guy was interesting. Yeah, Lieutenant Coffee. Yeah, Coffee. That's right. Um, 
Yeah, there was some inter- like fantastic moments in both Deep Star Six and Leviathan. Yeah, I really enjoyed both those movies. I think it was funny because obviously Abyss and Lords of the Deep are both, as it turns out, to be alien movies, and the aliens are, um, you know, they're actually good, the good guys and humans are bad guys. Yeah. Whereas Leviathan and Deep Star Six are like monster horrors, basically. Yeah. Um, Leviathan is just the thing underwater. Yeah, which I which I have several notes on that I found yeah. hilarious. Which is funny, because when we started watching Lords of the Deep, I thought Lords of the Deep was going to be the thing underwater, yeah. when they had the guy turn into the goop. Um, goop man. But yeah, Leviathan just 100% is the thing underwater. Yeah. The part that got me in... Um, sorry, Deep Star 6, was the those CO2 spears... Mm. And he accidentally jabs the dude in the back and his chest yes. just explodes. Yeah, it was so that was very cool. Um and that guy Snyder is also I mean, I don't think he technically has the bends, but he very much is get is losing his mind as it goes on. Yeah. The yeah, the, the bits... Snyder? Was that right? Or Snyder's someone yeah, in a Sni- different movie? No, Snyder was the guy that was losing it. Um It's interesting <laughs> because there's too many. There's too many. It's, it's going to get weird. Um, yeah, but it, it did have alien vibe. It had like a pregnancy revelation Wait, thing. which movie are we talking about? Deep Star 6. Oh, yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah, um, Snyder was Deep Star 6. Okay. <laughs> and like like an alien, the creature escapes with them on the, the pod. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of... Um, I feel like there's a lot of alien references in... All Deep, of them. In... And yeah. Leviathan. Leviathan as well, yeah. Because he's got the chest bursters. Yeah. Um, going on to Leviathan, which I think... Now looking at my notes, I don't even remember which one was which. <laughs> <laughs> I know which one was which. I'm yeah. just saying, like, in my mind, I can't... We watched all these movies too close together and they're all blending into one giant... Yeah, so Leviathan is the one mess. where you've got Six Pack and Doc and yeah, yeah. Willie and... Um, so Six Pack was played by Murph um, from Home Alone, <laughs> and um, I have a note in here which was fantastic because he's the person who's first infected. Yes. Um, and the question is, oh, so Six Pack is sick, and is it, is he going to be sticky or wet? <laughs> and it turns out he ends up both sticky and wet. Yeah. So that's, yep. Yep. that's a good place he's to be. Sticky wet bandit. Yeah. But he steals corpses and then merges with them and then turns into a giant thing when they try and shove him out the yeah, that's hatch. I did like, I mean, there's things that I really like about um, Leviathan in terms of, again, it feels like the clues have a relationship with each other. Um, but also things like they had the exercise machines and yeah. they had um, vitamin D lamps yeah. to simulate sunshine and stuff like that, which I thought was like important things to have when you're, you know, in a, on a base so far below the surface of the water that is doesn't happen in any of the other films i think the only one that stood out to me for when it comes to control over what was happening to the protagonists i think abyss stands out where people are actually trying to help them where all mm. the other movies it just seems like whoever's in charge and i say middle management um is trying to screw them over the entire time. Yeah. And it's just, like, I've got a note here that says mental management is mental management. 
which is just like, hey, I've talked to them, but we can't do anything. We're sorry. Yeah, and then they sit oh there God. like, ha, 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 the, the, the woman, the what's her name, Ms. Martin in yeah. Leviathan? Yeah, I love that when Robocop punched her. Yes, but it's funny because I was like literally so engrossed in the film that I was like, punch her, and then he did, and I was yeah. like, yes. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, but she was, yeah, she was something else. But there's a lot of there's a lot of that in these films of the people on the surface keeping the people below in the dark, not yeah. giving them all the info. That happens in the abyss. They're they're telling them they're looking for survivors when really they wanted to recover the nukes. In Leviathan, um, they don't. They're telling them that there's a storm up top, so they can't come get them. But really, they want to keep the virus and stuff down below. Um, in Lords of the Deep, they're communicating with the guy and getting him to eliminate Claire because they know about the aliens. Yeah. They've known about them the whole time. Um, but they didn't want to tell the crew about them. Um, I can't remember what... And I feel like there's one in Deep Star 6 as well, but I can't remember what it was. There's too many. There's too many films. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's some fun parts in Leviathan and Deep Star 6, but, like... I think as, like, a throwaway, Leviathan stands out as, like, the most well-rounded of them. Because mm. you get the, the the horror aspect. You get the concept of being so cut off. And they're all like, oh, no, there's a hurricane. You can't come up anyway. You know, we have to wait a couple of hours to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, they keep extending it. They're like, oh, it's going to be 12 hours longer than we said. Because we're experiencing Leviathan... The things that happen in Leviathan happen three days. They start to happen three days before they're supposed to go to yeah, the surface. Yeah, uh, 87 out of 90 days worked. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, like, counting down the days, and then when they get to the last day, you know, this stuff has started to happen, and then the people on the surface go, oh, there's a storm. It's going to be at least 12 more hours. And they're like, oh, it's going to be eight more hours. Oh, it's going to be within the next 48 hours. And they're clearly trying to follow them off. I've got a great note here from... Um... Leviathan, where it says Robocop versus Fishman from Planet 13. <laughs> um, oh, he's the only person that got a one liner. Which of them? Robocop? Yeah. Um, when he blo- when the giant crab thing, whatever the hell it was, it comes up with them to the escape pod and they kill off. Um, oh, I can't remember his name. Um, uh, uh, Hudson? No. Oh, um, Jones? Jones, yeah. Oh, right, so right up the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So and this is right at the end of the movie when they've managed to get to the surface. Yeah, they get to the surface, they find out there's no giant tropical storm. Yeah. And then he throws, like, an explosive into its mouth. Yeah. And he says, hey, hi, motherfucker, which I thought was hilarious. Um, and then he punches middle management in the face. So be like yeah. RoboCop kids, punch middle management <laughs> in the face. Punch middle management right in the face. Um, I just found, I just thought that every line Ernie Hudson had in the movie was iconic. Mm. Um, I definitely took down quotes. I think every quote I took down from that movie were um, from him. I've got one that just says, the only skin problem I can see is white people. That was good, yeah. Yeah. Oh, this was the one. It was, yeah, so they discovered... I was like, what was the bit I really liked? They discovered that the creature in Leviathan was growing because it had consumed a whole lot of, like, blood bags yeah. that they had on hold. So he was like, it needs... So, so they're like, oh, yeah, it needs blood to survive. And he went, you're telling me we've got a goddamn Dracula in here with us? <laughs> Perfect. 
Um, and then they started taking their own blood and using blood bags as bait, which is clever. I felt like, yeah, I felt like in Leviathan they were, like, actually intelligent people. Or, like, they were coming up with plans to try yeah. and... Um, and they were trying to help each other. I think, like you said, in the Abyss, it was very much... Everything was more of a team effort in the Abyss. Because yeah. even the exploration, they all went down together and they yeah. were coordinating. Whereas in everything else, people were getting separated. They'd send out one group of people and then they'd disappear and they send another group of people and they'd disappear, that kind of stuff. It's like they hadn't seen a horror movie before. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, whereas in um, the Abyss, they do actually work genuinely as a team the whole way through. Yeah, The Abyss is an enjoyable movie. Um, I don't think I enjoyed it as much as Deep Star Six and Leviathan, mm. mainly because it was really long. Yeah. Um, and people were just doing dumb stuff, mm-hmm. and there were little little things that happened that annoyed me, like his wedding ring, which he threw down the toilet yeah. after arguing with his ex-wife. And, and then, then it saves him. It. Yeah, and then he has a blue hand for the rest of the movie yeah. and it saves him because he gets it stuck in a pressure door mm. and the door can't close so they have enough time to, like, get him out. And it's like, I don't care how good you're... Like, what's this ring made out of that's stopping a pressure <laughs> titanium. door? Titanium. I don't think titanium rings were a thing back then. Um, I am so sick of science... I know she's an engineer mm-hmm. um, in... Abyss, but yeah. I'm so sick of people touching things I don't understand. It's so dumb. I mean, it makes less sense with Claire in Lord of the Deep, where she's supposed to be the researcher. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah. I was like, Claire? No. Yeah, Claire in Lord of the Deep is supposed to be, like, the researcher and the person who's researching the, you know, species they find on here, and she's got the goop, and she just keeps putting her finger in it, and then there's, like, a an earthquake, and she falls over and rolls around in it for a while, and yeah. keeps seeing space, and it's like, what are you doing? Um, and then, like you said, in the abyss, you've got Lindsay just, like, just walks up to this, like, jellyfish thing and just pokes it, and then when it turns into, like, a water thing, she just pokes it again, and then yeah. she tastes it. Yeah. She pokes, so they've got this magic water snake comes in, and it's, like, morphing into her face and stuff, and then she puts her finger into it and then tastes it. And she's like, salt water. Yeah. It's like, okay. They're like, why did you do that, though? What if it wasn't? Yeah, what if it literally, was like what, if it wasn't, what if it wasn't salt water? What if it was corrosive acid? <laughs> You're like, mmm, Yeah, it's the delicious. same um, when she reaches out and touches the giant jellyfish creature ship yeah. thing. Yeah. And it's just, to me, it's like, that could be I wouldn't be touch butt. a regular jellyfish. Like, yeah. Could be his butt. You could be poking it in the eye. Like, <laughs> could be yeah, like, but I mean, even if you don't think of it as like an extraterrestrial, if that was a legit jellyfish, she could just get herself electrocuted. That's not how jellyfish work, but okay. Yeah, well, not electrocuted. Sorry, that was a dumb thing to say. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking about how in every other movie we watch, someone gets electrocuted. Um, no, it's, it's, but you know what I mean. She could literally get a sting and you yeah, know, cause serious damage to herself. Have you seen Sphere? Have I seen Sphere? I don't think so. Okay, Sphere is another movie that's very similar to these. Okay. That came out, I think. I think it was like 99, maybe. Right, so about a decade after these. Yeah, but it has a very similar premise of, like, horror. Mm-hmm. More sci-fi horror than um, some of these have been. Um, there's some weird moments in The Abyss that I thought was really funny. Like, Hicks is losing it the entire time. Copy. Yeah, Coffee's losing it the entire time. Like, he's just cutting his arm off. I think the actor's actual last name is Beal? Is that right? I'm not sure. I can't remember. Bean? 
Beans. Beans. Yeah. Um, anyway, he's coffee in the movies. Yeah, he's just cunning himself, and it's like other Navy, yeah. Navy SEAL, whatever mate sees him, is just like, oh, I'm still going to follow Yeah, it's, it's interesting like, no. because um, you end up with three of the Navy SEALs still around, and one of them is him, who is their, like, leader or whatever. He's a lieutenant. Yeah. Um, and then you've got two of the other guys, and one of them is injured, but clearly more sane than the other guy. Yeah. And the other guy is just, like, obviously disturbed by what's going on, but he's just trying to follow orders the whole time. Yeah. Um, so he's just listening blindly to whatever this guy is saying, even though he's clearly out of his mind. Um, so it comes down to the two of them being together and the, the one who's a little bit more cop on actually helping the other people out because he's like, no, we, we can't listen to this guy. He's clearly got the bends. He's got psychosis and... He's about to drop a nuke on who knows what. He's just going because they're trying to cut. They had a submarine. So the whole premises of it is there's a submarine crash mm-hmm. because the submarine was trying to chase one of the little like jellyfish, purple glowing dick things around. Mm-hmm. It was going like hundred and twenty knots. Oh, I don't think it was trying to chase it. It was coming towards them, so they stopped and then it kept coming towards them and it went past them and all of their oh the wake hit it yeah yeah so all but of their it electronics just seemed like they were chasing it yeah so all of their electronics went out because and that seems to be a recurring thing in this movie every time those creatures are near all the electronics short um so they or oh, their sonar was gone their hydraulics were gone everything stopped working then they crashed into and the then wall. there was the wake so then they were being moved and then yeah. as, as soon as their computers came back on they were too close to the wall and they yeah. crashed but their like, whole plan was to like make sure it wasn't the Russians because this was like set in the Cold War. Yes. Um, and then they were to. It's funny because it actually one of the nukes and then stand by for orders. Yeah. And then yeah. Hicks takes it as cool. I'm gonna take the nuke and then arm it and then drop it into the trench and kill everybody who tries to stop me. It's like yes. What? Yeah. Well, but, he's got psychosis. Yeah. That has gone too far because he didn't tell anyone when he just had a little tremor. Um. Yeah, it's is interesting. I did like Chekhov's gun in the abyss. Did you catch it? Which? So um, the the big dude with the mustache talks about his fist, and right. being like they used to call this the hammer. Okay. And and then when um, Ed Harris and Hicks, sorry, Beans, no, um, <laughs> coffee, coffee are having their like man toxic masculinity fight and yeah. it's like knife versus like huge pipe mm-hmm. that's got more reach the pipe ones um he just walks into the room and decks him and like so he gets hit twice in the head yeah well, once in the head once in the back with a full up straight metal pipe yeah. and then shrugs it off to fight him and this dude walks into the room and king hits him in the face and like his feet end up horizontal before mm-hmm. he hits the ground yeah and I was just like, yeah, Chekhov's fist. <laughs> Chekhov's fist. Um, I liked how the fish got simple cable in, in the abyss. And they were yeah, like, I thought it was really interesting, though, as a way of the, for them to communicate. Because obviously they couldn't speak yeah. to him. So it was when they were trying to communicate to Ed Harris, they were just showing him... How shit humans are with cable television. Yeah, using... using television feeds that they'd caught. Because there was lots of images of um, World War Two and then Vietnam and Cold War propaganda mm-hmm. uh, from both sides. Um, yeah. The Cold War thing is interesting because this was obviously filmed in 88, 89, released yeah. in 89, while the Cold War was still going. 
but it's set in 94 and the Cold War ended in 91. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they obviously were a little bit pessimistic about the, uh, the Cold War stuff, but, um, yeah, interesting. I think my notes for the end of this, because it's been, it's been, it's summer now and it's been hot and Nick don't deal with hot very well. Um, yeah, the, the fish gets simple cape. I thought it was Atlantis at first because that's what I wrote down. Oh, right. Um, no, I think it's a ship that's obviously landed there and gone right down to the bottom of the trench. And yeah, Ed Harris is like to the to the jellyfish people. He's like, we aren't as bad as you think we are. We don't deserve to be wiped out. And they show him TV and he's like, oh shit, they know we're terrible. <laughs> um, and then they summon the giant tidal wave and everyone freaks out and it's going to destroy all the yeah, cities. Yeah, so it's going to every continent at yeah. once. And then the fish people back down like pussies. Mm -hmm. It's a threat. It's a it's yeah. a it's a real like we can do this yeah. if we want to. So we're giving you a chance to wisen up, and we'll be back. Is kind of the message of that movie, I think. The ending of it is terrible. Yeah, they just—it's just bad writing. Yeah. They just the so the the whole city floats up, brings the rig up with it. Um, lifts all the ships that are up on the surface out of the water. The storm. The model was fantastic. Oh yeah, the model was great. The storm has just ma magically dissipated. Yeah. Everyone's fine. Ed Harris is fine, even though he was about to run out of oxygen after the deepest. He was deepest. breathing, bre breathing liquid. He was breathing liquid. Yes. Yeah. Um. And uh, then they get up and they all just get out of the rig and no one needed to decompress and everything. And I said it literally, literally. <laughs> so they, they, so the whole they make mention of it in the beginning of the movie that it's eight hours to normalize to that depth, the yeah. pressure of that depth. And then it takes three weeks to get back to normality, yeah. which is how it works when you, because um, people do that in IRL, mm -hmm. they go down to like, um, not crushing depths, like it's not stupid, like we have to wear a pressure suit, yeah. but you go down to depths um, to, and you have to acclimatize to that. Mm -hmm. And then it takes you weeks to get back to normal because they've got to filter out. I think it's all the nitrogen on your blood, right? Or otherwise your blood will literally boil. And it, like what happened to um, Snyder when he escaped pods? Yeah, so Snyder all... has that was so brutal. Snyder goes through explosive decompression, yeah. and it is horrific. All his veins are exploding. Yeah, yeah. You have to watch everywhere. You have to watch way more of it than I was comfortable with. I was like, oh my god, I don't want to keep watching this. Yeah. It was very uncomfortable. Because it just starts off with like a, a, a singular nostril nosebleed and then it's yeah. a double nosebleed. Yeah. And, and you know bleeding. what's going to happen and it just keeps going. And, and then, then he stares like... at his arm and all his veins and his arm are all poking up and then they start rupturing and squirting blood oh. everywhere. It was so good. Oh, Snyder. Um, but that, that was another kind of Chekhov's gun thing almost because earlier on in the movie he was talking about how desperate he was to get topside yeah um and then he was definitely desperate to get topside because he just shot himself up even though they knew that the decompression wasn't working um and then he imploded yeah. um and it was yeah horrific it was great. really horrific the yeah the point that i'm making is the terrible writing at the end is of the abyss of the abyss is the fact that their explanation, their their sonic screwdriver out of that situation was yes. just like, oh, they must have done something, and that's why we don't need to spend three it's weeks decompressing. It. Like they don't even have an explanation. Yeah. they get up. She's like, we should be dead, and then they're like, oh, they must have done something, and that's it. And that's the explanation. Yeah. And that's just so that they can have a scene at the end where they get up to the top without having to wait three weeks, I guess. But it's bad writing. It is bad writing. Yeah. And it was pretty good all the way up to there. Yeah, end. I think Deep Star 6... Was it Deep Star 6 or Leviathan that was really good with that? Um, 
Which part? The decompression part? Yeah, I think maybe it was Leviathan. Which was the one where they start to go up in the... Yeah, it was Leviathan. So they start to go up in the suits, and then oh, as decompression yeah, yeah. starts to go, they have to ditch the suits. It and... was a reverse parachute. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, so they're wearing, like, full proper dive suits, like how I imagine sci-fi dive suits to look. Yeah, Leviathan had real clunky dive suits. Yeah, which they've got, like, a full mm-hmm. pressurized suit, yeah. and they've got, like... I think, um, some sort of hydraulic assistance and moving. Yeah. And then, yeah, because that, again, like, underwater, um, is very similar in that fashion of them wearing, like, full-up body armour. Yeah, I thought it was interesting in The Abyss, they have much less clunky suits, but they have really big packs on their backs with the oxygen tanks and stuff in it. Because they're using rebreathers, so it'll be filtering out the CO2 and injecting that, but not the oxygen. Because you only use about 20% of the oxygen you intake anyway. Right. That's how you can hold your breath for so long. Yeah. Um, uh, the lady's drowning scene, you were, like, complaining. I was so annoyed. Yeah, because they were talking about it, because she came up with an idea. So this is Abyss again, and it's um, Lindsay and Bud were in a sub together, and it was filling well, up with I'll, water. I'll, I'll set up the first bit. Um, um, coffee has attached the nuke to one of the submersibles that's going to go down the trench that they're sitting on the edge yes. of. And the they, they have like a weird like car chase. Yeah, they play submarines. they play dodgems is what I yeah, put it in my notes. They play dodgems with the submarines where they just keep bumping into each other. Which was really stupid because you're yeah. in submarines. Like yeah. it's not like a car where if you lose a door, it's going to be fine. Yeah. It's like you lose a door and you're going to be sucked into crushing yeah. water. So they end up sending him down the trench and he implodes as he gets for deeper yeah. and deeper down the trench because he's got oxygen inside his yeah. sub, obviously. So they've got a hole in the sub and then it's filling with water and the whole concept is is that he's going to... Yeah, so they have one suit yeah. and the plan... And she comes up with a plan that the only way... So they originally suggest he swim to the rig and back, but if they do that, she will have been unconscious for 16 minutes or longer or something, so that, you know, it's not going to be good. So the plan they come up with is she, he will put on the suit and he will drag her with him to the rig because then it'll be 10 to 15 minutes and um, they might be able to revive her. Because it's, of how cold the water is. Yeah, because yeah, because she's going to go into hypothermia and her so her heartbeat won't stop. It'll just slow mm. incredibly. Um, so it's an eight-minute swim, he says, to the rig. Yeah. So if, if I was doing this, what you do, and they're smart people, what you do is she take a deep breath while she, she's got the oxygen, then open the door, swim out together, both swim as far as you can so that there's no dragging weight, so yeah. you get there a little bit quicker, and then when she starts to drown, he drag her the rest of the way, and then she'll have only been maybe six minutes, seven minutes tops yeah. um, unconscious and much easier to revive. Instead... They just sit in the thing together until she, she drowns. she has a panic attack. Yeah, she has a panic attack, so she's not breathing well. And then she drowns, and he waits until she's stopped moving, and then opens the door and drags her through. Yeah. So it's like he's added extra time, which is so stupid. And then they... they it's a terrible first aid sequence. Yeah, oh my God. So they're doing CPR so badly. Yeah, it's like... Ugh, the whole way through. Five compressions, three breaths, all over the place. Yeah, like and He's counting one Mississippi for some reason. Yeah, and then when they... T- get him to stop and convince him she's, he, she's dead he's like no and he keeps trying to do compressions and then he just he's starts doing three breaths 
It's so bad. And then he just starts screaming at her to wake up and then starts slapping her in the face and screaming at her. And that's what revives her. And that's what revives her. So yeah. I've learned a lot about CPR from that movie and now I know how to revive someone if yeah. they drown. Just slap them in the face a bunch. Called them a bitch, I think. Did he? I think he did. Yeah. Um, and scream at them a lot and they'll revive eventually. Yeah. Five minutes in. Um, there's, a lot, there's earthquakes in... Three of these, I think. So Lords of the Deep has kind of mysterious earthquakes, and then at the end, there's a big quake underneath the base, which crumples the base. Yeah. Um, Deep Stress 6 has quakes and shockwaves that are caused by they explode the missile. Yeah. Um, oh, Snyder explodes the missile. So that's how I... Oh, Snyder. Poor Snyder. He, they literally tell him to follow the book. They, no one will answer him questions on what to do with the with the oh, yeah, this, abandoned this, missiles. The whole setup with that is that they're trying to build a like underwater missile missile solo, a silo. Yeah. And science has to take seat back seat to military, mm-hmm. and then they end up blowing hole a, a hole which is a cavern, yeah. and that's where the creature escapes out of the cavern. Yeah. And. Yeah, the procedure was is to like lock the missiles in place and then fire them so they'll detonate themselves. And they're all like, You idiot, you don't know yeah, about so the cavitation. No, so of- what happens is they so they blow they they were gonna build this missile base and they can't because it turns out there's actually a massive cavern below where they were gonna do it, so it wouldn't have worked anyway. Um and then but they lose the missiles. Yeah. And then when they are back on the thing, they're telling Snyder to follow procedure. follow procedure. So he goes to a computer which has all the procedure in it, and he says, "Abandoned missiles. What's the procedure?" Oh, because he asked if there was aggressive attack. Yes, it asks. So the the procedure says, "What do you mean abandoned? Is it abandoned because of aggression or abandoned because of natural forces?" Or yeah. I can't remember what the third option was. So he radios them and is like, "Was it natural forces or was it aggressive?" And they say, "No, it was attacking us. It was aggression." Yeah. So he goes for the procedure. For mis- missiles abandoned due to aggression, yeah. which obviously is assuming that you've been attacked and that the other people now have your missiles, yeah. which is immediate remote detonation of the missiles. So yeah. he's like, okay, and he detonates the missiles, and that causes quakes and shock waves, and then the cavitation was the worst part, which is where the ear pocket. Right. Because then you get double, you get like you go from being underwater to not being underwater, and then back underwater again, which yeah. is really bad. Yeah, yeah. So it was, yeah. So there's, yeah, so that's where the quakes come from in that movie. And then in um, The Abyss, there was quakes from the, when the alien ship starts rising. So first of all, we have problems with uh, the storm up above means the ships that they're anchored to starts dragging them along. Oh, and the crane snapped off and um, dragging them down. Yeah, so they couldn't de-anchor themselves at first because the Navy SEALs went down to get the nuke without telling them what they were doing. Yeah. Um, so they couldn't actually de-anchor and then by the time they were trying to, they no longer could, and then the crane snaps above and falls down and falls next to them, but then falls down the trench and drags the rig down the trench with it. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of movement there. And then at the end, when the alien ship or city or whatever rises up, there's big quakes, a lot of seismic activity based around that mm. towards the very end of the movie. So it's a lot of earthquaking, shaking in these yeah. movies. So my final thoughts, otherwise we're going to rant on forever mm-hmm. because I've got like thousands. I'm sure I saw you typing. You had like every time something happened on the screen, you wrote like three paragraphs. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, but I did. I cut it down to like 20 things that, that I can compare across the movie. So I haven't, I haven't looked at many. Out of the five, 
Mm-hmm. Three are good. Yes. Two, from my point of view, are enjoyable. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't go out of my way to watch The Abyss again, yep. but I would definitely watch Deep Star 6 and Leviathan, say, in five, ten years' time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even sooner than that. I really enjoyed Deep Star 6, yeah. actually. Le- uh, Lords of the Deep I'd never watch again. That's like a throwaway. It felt like something that you'd make commentary over in... Um, the hell's that TV show? The one where he's on the moon... And he talks over the old movies. Damn it, I can't remember. Um, it's going to annoy me now. Uh, Mystery Science yeah, Theater okay. 3000. I was going to suggest that, but I've never watched it, so I didn't yeah. know he was on the moon. So, yeah. Um, that <laughs> feels like Mystery Science Theater 3000. I think 3000. all of these have been in Mystery Science Theater 3000. No. I don't think the rights, I don't think the copyright have expired. Possibly Evil Below. Evil Below feels like something that already been Lords of the Deep definitely has, but I think The Abyss has as well. Has it actually? Um, or else it was Leviathan. One definitely at least one of the others had because it was mentioned in IMDb notes. Oh. Hmm. Or in um connections because oh, okay. I had a look yeah. at connections to see if they were deliberately referencing things, and at least two of the movies had. I think maybe three of them had been on Mystery Science Theater. Hmm. But that, yeah, that to me is, is where I'm going to leave it, because otherwise I'm going to ramble on about all the other little crazy yeah. stuff that I picked up on. Uh, they all had a romance element, so in the abyss you had Bud and Lindsay, who were previously married, Yeah. Um, and then they have a very tumultuous relationship at the beginning, but by the end they're back in love again. Which is so Hollywood. Uh, Leviathan, it was kind of implied between Williams and Beck. It's never really explicitly said, but there's yeah. definitely an implied romantic thing there, and then they're the ones who survive at the end. Yeah, because she was the the trainee astronaut. Astronaut, and she, yeah. there was a lot of Sarah Connor mm. vibes. A little Sarah Connor, a little Ripley from Aliens yeah. Two. Oh, sorry, Aliens. <laughs> not not Aliens Two, which would be two times four, so four. Um, <laughs> oh no, be, yeah, no, it'd be you two said, times two. Said, yeah, you said squared. two. You said yeah, two alien. times four. Oh, sorry. Two times two. Yeah, Alien Square would be four. Um, I'm losing it. It's hot. It's very hot. It's very warm in here. Uh, Yes, that's... Yeah, that's that's my... But she was... She was the only one that you saw... Scenes with her... Like, being afraid. Because she has that weird sequence where she just gets naked in the shower... But she oh, is yeah. wearing underwear. Yeah, she is. But she she freaks out when she when they see. So yeah. So Beck and Doc hide the creature thing for everyone else because um, Six Pack, who is Marv from Home, who was at Home Improvement, Home Alone, yeah. um, is infected first, and he starts off with these like scaly patches on his skin, but then he dies from it, mm. and then starts to, like mutate, um, and then one of the other women on the crew. Whose name I've forgotten, but it's in my notes. Somewhere, but uh, Bowman. Bowman, yes, yeah. Bowman. Um, she shared the vodka. Yeah, so they had, so they figured out that it's come from this vodka yeah. thing, and that's that's how they both got it. Um, uh, and then she also dies. Um, but she, but when they find her dead, she has crawled on top of, um, six pack, and they have merged together, and it's like so. There was melting. a romance part of that movie. Right? <laughs> No, but they, yeah, so they, 
So Doc and Beck, who don't want to tell everyone else what happens, just like seal them up in a body bag and are like, we need to get rid of the body yeah, immediately because yeah. we can't quarantine, blah, blah, blah. And then the others are like, oh, but it's, it's moving. They're still alive. And then they, and then it like, a tentacle bursts out or whatever and you can see her dead face or whatever and it's real creepy and there's scales everywhere and then they get it out um, but manage to cut off one of the tentacles which is how the creature survives. It was a leg. Oh, a leg, sorry. Yeah, because I wrote a note this is uh, Legus. Oh, Legit was the... Oh, um, right, Legit. Yeah. Um, yeah, but... Because it crawls away but it doesn't all crawl. The, that's when all the rest of the crew see Catapult. this disease for the first time yeah. so that's when she freaks out and goes yeah. and... She, like, just gets into a shower and fully scrubs herself down because she's just like, I don't want to be that, basically. Unclean. Unclean. Yes, the romance then in Deep Star 6 is Collins and McBride, which is interesting because they really touch on that, which is... Because, again, that was the movie where the dialogue felt very natural. Yeah, because he... she They're basically sleeping together because he's like, oh, you're just one of the guys. It's all good. And then... He talks to the captain, the who's captain. really close with, who's the person of colour in that movie. Yeah, the uh, token black guy in that movie, who was actually a captain and is very heroic and yeah. sacrifices himself. And is, um, yeah. He is like, I'm a bum, I joined the Navy because it was like cheaper than college, like she's like a scientist yeah. and awesome, yeah, she's so slumming he's... it with me, like I'm an idiot, she's wasting her time with yeah. me. And the captain's like, hey, I know people can get you into officer training, and he's like, me in an officer's uniform? Yeah. And the end of it, she's like, I'm I'm pregnant. And he's like, oh my god. Yeah. Yay, we're having a baby. Yeah, and then it's when they... Oh, he, he asks he asks her, will she marry him? Yeah. And she says, I'll marry anyone who gets me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but then they're the two who survive in that movie. Um, Eva Below, it's Sarah and Max survive. and they're, or, or sorry, we're not talking about survivals. They're the romance element is Sarah and Max end up find it together and also she must get some kind of visa that allows her to run a business in wherever she is um what because she, she's just she's just visiting she's visiting as a tourist and wants to look at sunken ships and by the end of the oh, movie she, right, she's yeah. running a business yeah sorry. so i don't know how that works uh and lords of the deep it's None claire and jack made any sense. yeah um yeah, so the endings of all the movies. We'll go with that, and then we can sum it up. And then I'll look at my IMDb trivia sure. and stuff. So the endings of all the movies, the Abyss, they're aliens, and they want everyone to be peaceful, so they get Bud to send a message up saying they wanted to stop hurting each other, they've sent us a warning, blah, 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 and then they all get to the top, and there's a shitty ending that we already discussed. Yeah. Um, Leviathan... Um, they get out of the base. So the base, they start, it gets like a countdown, a 10-minute countdown of the base is about to implode. Yeah. Um, and they manage to get out three of them in suits. and Using a reverse parachute. Yeah, using a reverse parachute and get up and the base implodes below them. They get to the top and then the creature also gets to the top. Um, of course it does. And it kills um, Jones and then Beck throws the whatever explosive inside its mouth and it yeah. implodes. Um, then Deep Star 6. It rides the pod up and he sets it on fire with a flare gun yep. after dumping the fuel out and then they swim away to a rescue helicopter. Or was that the other one? No, rescue helicopter was in Leviathan. Uh, so, <laughs> no, because they're just like on a boat. And they're on a little raft. Yeah, and, they're on a raft. Yeah, so in Deep Star 6 they're in a raft and they're getting away. Yeah. Whereas in Leviathan they use the flare gun and a rescue helicopter seat so it comes yeah. against them. Um... Evil Below, 
half the island's population is dead and they have live happily ever after. Yeah, it's bizarre. So the evil below, they go and they plant a whole lot of explosives in the ship and then when they come to the surface, Calhoun, the mafia guy or whatever, is at the top and he insists on going down with them to get the treasure and then they ditch him with the treasure and steal his boat and he explodes and the devil explodes with him. Yeah. Uh, Lords of the Deep, they the base gets destroyed in an earthquake and it's really shittily done, but it's just the model kind of shakes a bit and falls apart. Yeah. Um, very clearly a model. And um, then they migrate with the aliens in their yeah. expanding foam and glowing purple. Yeah, so they cave. all just, most of the crew, everyone except three people, I think, end up in this um, foam alien glowy cave. And there's just it just cuts to like weird exposition about how they destroyed their planet and humans are going to do the same. And then it ends. Yeah. Stop destroying the seas, people. Yeah, stop destroying the seas. Um, yeah, I don't know. IMDb notes-wise, I feel like most of them didn't have any, really. Um, I think... I've almost drank an entire liter of water since we've been in here. Yeah, it's very warm. So, in terms of Lord's Deep, the only note I took down was that the, the goo was actually uh, Mattel's glitter slime. Oh, yeah. that was the other thing. Yeah. Um, the name of the brand, the name of the company was Martel. Oh, was it? And I was just, in my mind, I was like, um, Barbie's first mega corporation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was, so the, the slime was just Martel slime. There was no INDB notes of, of, of note for um, Evil Below. I think there was Shock. like, I think there were like two notes and both, oh, there was three notes. I remember them exactly. Two of them were saying that it's one of six films that came out within a year of each other that were based on deep sea shit. And the third note was just, the boat is named El Diablo. It's like, I don't understand why that's got an IMDb trivia note, but it does. Um, Deep Star 6, this was one I thought was interesting. So the writer sold, the writer of Deep Star 6 is friends with James Cameron. Right. James Cameron was already working on The Abyss when the writer of um, Deep Star 6 sold his script. And James Cameron asked him to delay the movie to avoid competing with The Abyss. But then Deep Star 6 came out in January and the Abyss didn't come out in August of the same year. <laughs> so it came out first. Um, and then I think him and uh, James Cameron were no longer friends. But then they ended up working together for the Titanic because the guy helped him with filming the underwater scenes Makes for sense. the Titanic. Um, Deep Star 6 was poorly received by audience and critic when it was released, which is sad. The creature is not seen on screen until one hour and three minutes into the film. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, there was just a note about it being a similar theme and very similar plot to Leviathan, uh, which we've kind of gone over. Um, for Leviathan, one of the things was that there's not really anything shot actually underwater in Leviathan. They do dry for wet look, so they film on sound stages in a tank, but they most of their shots are not done underwater, whereas a lot of the other ones, the Abyss in particular, is almost entirely shot underwater. Yeah, well, Ed Harris almost drowned like five times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the other thing was, the for the design of the creature, they were looking through different marine wildlife books and medical books because they wanted to incorporate the monster's ability to assimilate victims, so they 
We're combining human anatomy parts with anatomy of different deep sea marine life. So it was very. Because there's a bit where the guy gets lampreyed in the chest. Mm. Yeah, and he tries to rip it off him and does what the hagfish does, which is just like gouda him, and he's just like, oh. Yeah, yeah. So they were really trying to do proper research for. Yeah, it was good. It showed. Um, And then the most, there was like a shit ton of notes for the abyss. So I just took some of my favorites. Uh, the first of which is Ed Harris punched James Cameron in the face after he kept filming while Ed was drowning, which makes sense. Um, there's a, most of the notes, most of the IMDb trivia about the abyss are about how terrible the conditions were for filming. Like, it's one of the notes that I thought was interesting was James Cameron is known for using the same cast members and crew members for a lot of his films. And the vast majority of people who worked on this film never worked with them again. Wow. Um, which, you know, goes to show. Uh, the other thing was the rats. So they used real oxygenated fluorocarbon fluid on the scene of the rat breathing. And the only reason that they cut to the actors' faces for reactions is because the rat got so panicked that it shit itself. Um, and the Humane Society de- deemed this movie as unacceptable because of how it treated the rats. Uh, they used five different rats for filming those scenes and one of them um, suffered a cardiac arrest because of the panic it went through. Yeah, because um, breathing liquid is not something you're supposed to do. No. Yeah. Even if it can, you can breathe it. Yeah, so um, Ed Harris refuses to speak about his uh, experience on the film. He says, I will never talk about the... Oh, sorry, I am not talking about the abyss and I never will. Um... So, and then the lady who played Lindsay in it said, The Abyss was a lot of things. Fun to make was not one of them. Uh, apparently during the shoot, the cast and crew started calling The Abyss by a whole lot of derogatory names, such as Son of Abyss and The Abuse and Life's Abyss and Then You Dive. <laughs> um, apparently Mary Elizabeth's Manstrantonio, Manstrantonio, who I think is Lindsay, um, reported suffering a physical and emotional breakdown. Ed Harris at one point had to pull over his car to have a breakdown um, while he was driving home. Um, yeah, he just he just kept drowning. I haven't taken a whole lot of notes about it, but it's, it's I think it was five times on set or something that Ed Harris almost drowned. James Cameron also almost drowned and then punched someone in the face as well and and fired two people because they didn't get him oxygen fast enough or something. Um, in the liquid breathing scene with Ed Harris, they just actually just filled his his um, suit with uh, a liquid that's not breathable. Um, so he had to hold his breath during every take and they had to empty the helmet and refill it after he'd gotten his breath back. That would explain why there's that whole sequence with him grabbing the oxygen mask and hyperventilating before they do that sequence because it yeah. would have been like a oh, you know, this is just to help him, but it's in reality it would have been like, yeah, this is the ninth take we're going to do and we're going to yep. kill Ed Harris doing this. Yeah, and I think it was one of those sequences was when he when they kept filming while he was actually drowning yeah. and then he punched James Cameron in the face afterwards. Um, he also had to wear special contact lenses to see through the liquid and even with that, um, the liquid burned his eyes and severely blurred his vision mm. for quite a while. So it's a lot of fun. It was also the first feature film to have used Adobe Photoshop. So that was a fun fact. Um, do we want to do budgets and things before we close on? No, I, I, with five movies, it's very hard to, there's no real comparison because I'm not comparing, because there's clearly like, 
Yeah, yeah. well, I couldn't find any info for Evil Below and Lords of the Deep. But I... Oh, well, we... Oh, sorry, I'm going to interrupt you there. Yeah. We forgot one piece of trivia that's not included in IMDb. Yeah. The first time we tried to watch Evil Below, <laughs> it was narrated over the top, so it had the original English dialogue with Russian. But it is, it turns out, available entirely for free on YouTube if yeah. anyone does want to watch that movie. But don't, again, I would don't recommend don't watch don't it. Do it. Um, don't think about yeah, budget and box Stop office. So there's, YouTube. I can see there's no details for Lords of the Deep and Evil Below. Uh, Deep Star 6, the budget was $8 million and they made $8.1 million. Ooh. Leviathan, the budget was $25 million and they Ooh. made $15 million. <laughs> so it's a bit of a flop. Uh, the Abyss, the budget was $70 million, and the box office was $90 million. So yeah, really, like James they all kind of flopped a little bit, because none of them made... Double. Double. Which um, is, like, the only way to be successful now. So The Abyss and Deep Star 6 basically broke even. Leviathan lost a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but I would say Deep Star 6 having one-tenth of the budget of The Abyss... I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I thought Deep Star 6 was actually a really good movie. Um, I wouldn't have guessed that it had like 10 times less the budget. Just James Cameron. He can just throw it. I'm James Cameron. And just yeah, I feel money. like a lot of the budget went in that, you know, lovely, yeah. shiny, alien city VFX because that's very James Cameron. And also the fact that they were filming underwater. Like literally filming underwater. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they built the biggest... Um, Underwater, so it was in like a nuclear, an abandoned nuclear base or something. Yeah, and it's the biggest underwater filming studio in the world. Yeah, and they couldn't dismantle it afterwards. Of course. So I don't know if it's still out there, somewhere in Nevada. Yeah. Anyway, um, we've run a bit long, but not as long as I thought we would with five movies. So that's good. So some of them just, we had nothing to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think we got across the kind of comparisons across the, the board. Um, I would rate, I don't know, what order would you put these in? So the, the actual order of, of how they're rated highest to lowest is The Abyss, then Leviathan, then Deep Star 6, then um, Evil Below, then Lords of the Deep. Yeah. I would say Leviathan, Deep Star 6, Abyss, Abyss Lords of the Deep, yeah. Evil Below. Yeah, I agree with that. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I... I really enjoyed Deep Star 6, though, but I think Leviathan was done better. I think that you can tell the budget was, was yeah. higher in Leviathan. Um, but well, like I said, I'd watch those two movies yeah. again. Yes. Like, Abyss, I don't care. Yeah, that's why, that's why... I mean, The Abyss is obviously pretty good, but I wouldn't like that. I'm not a fan of... You know, I did have watched it once before, and it was, like, four years ago. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't want to watch it within the next four years. Or ever again, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but I would, 100%, I'd watch, I'd watch Deep Star 6 again next year if you wanted to. Yeah. You know. um, yeah. So that's... That's us? Yeah. I think if we're going to recommend any of these films to people, it's Deep Star 6 and Leviathan. Yeah. You don't have to watch the rest. Follow us on... Do the thing. Okay. No. I thought you were going to do it. No, for no, no, no. Um, You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at it takes 2 underscore pod. Or on Facebook at It Takes Two Pod, and our website is ittakes2.co.nz. Thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye.